Hello, my friends. Welcome to The Jordan Paris Show. Today, this is an episode that I've wanted to do for quite some time, really since the inception of The Jordan Paris Show. And we're going to be dealing mostly in historical facts, figures, happenings, and the like today. And we've got a lot to cover. So put on your mental track shoes and do a little bit of running with me. And this episode is about, quote unquote, systemic racism. We hear a lot about systemic racism in America. But before I get to that and my thoughts on that and the historical context on that, I first have to tell you about a term coined by Hitler and used deviously by Germany's minister of propaganda, Joseph Goebbels. That is the big lie. Hitler, again, coined that term. And essentially, it's this. Tell a lie so big, so audacious, that no one can question it and say it over and over and over again. Then people will believe it, truly. Is this not what's happening here in America? The leftist-controlled media and education system has you believing that there is, quote, systemic racism. This could not be further from the truth. And there are 11 reasons that I'm going to outline here as to why this is just so absurdly far from the truth. Number one, the KKK was founded in 1866 by a group of Confederate veterans. Their goal was very simple, to ensure black Americans remained powerless. The KKK made great progress in their eyes, but eventually uh, died down, died out. In 1915, however, Woodrow Wilson was given a White House screening of a new film about the Klan called Birth of a Nation. He was a huge fan of it. He endorsed it, and then he resegregated the civil service almost immediately. Woodrow Wilson, of course, the Democrat president, is largely responsible for the revival of the KKK. FDR, the American hero as hailed by the leftist media both uh, 90 years ago, 80 years ago, and even today, uh, hailed as a hero by the leftist-controlled media. FDR, also, you know, of course, a Democrat and a racist, mentioned that he has, quote, many friends in the organization, and even nominated a former member of the KKK named Hugo Black to the Supreme Court. JFK, a Democrat again, of course, adored Hitler, saying in his journal, quote, he had in him the stuff of which legends are made. Moving on to number two here, Reconstruction, which is 1865 to 1877, the Reconstruction era, the turbulent era following the Civil War. By the way, I'm reading right now from history.com. The Reconstruction era following the Civil War was the effort to reintegrate Southern states from the Confederacy and 4 million newly freed people into the United States. Under the administration of President Andrew Johnson in 1865 and 1866, new Southern state legislatures passed restrictive, quote, black codes to control the labor and behavior of former enslaved people and other African Americans. Outrage in the North over these codes eroded support for the approach known as presidential reconstruction and led to the triumph of the more radical wing of the Republican Party. During Radical Reconstruction, which began with the passage of the Reconstruction Act of 1867, newly enfranchised black people gained a voice in government for the first time in American history, 
winning election to Southern state legislatures and even to the U.S. Congress. In less than a decade, however, reactionary forces, including the KKK, would reverse the changes wrought by radical reconstruction in a violent backlash that restored white supremacy in the South. Again, I just read directly from history.com. Now, this is me back again. Of course, the Democrat Party, though, not just the KKK, played a huge role in this. Now, the 1876 election was between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden. Hayes and the Republican Party were pro-Reconstruction. I just described to you Reconstruction, a really great thing for African Americans, a really great thing in terms of progress among African Americans. Now, for the first time in American history, uh, not being classified as subhuman. Tilden and the Democrat Party were not for that. They were not for Reconstruction. The election now was hotly contested. Tilden won the popular vote by 250,000 votes. However, 20 electoral college votes were in dispute, leaving both Tilden and Hayes without a majority of the electoral vote. As Tilden had won 184 electoral votes, one vote shy of a majority, a Hayes victory required that he sweep all of the disputed electoral votes. Against Tilden's wishes, however, Congress appointed the bipartisan Electoral Commission to settle the controversy. Republicans had a one-seat advantage on the Electoral Commission, and they decided in a series of party-line rulings that Hayes had won all of the disputed electoral votes. Of course, Hayes, again, the Republican. In the Compromise of 1877, what became known as the Compromise of 1877, Democrat Party leaders agreed to accept Hayes as the victor of the presidential election in return for the end of Reconstruction. This played a decisive role in preventing the House from challenging the Electoral Commission's rulings. And by the way, the House Democrats would have been able to block Hayes from becoming president since they controlled the majority of state delegations. Now, two days into Hayes' presidency, he withdrew troops from the South, thus ending the Reconstruction era. Now, number three, uh, this seems to be quite obvious uh, at this point, but the Democratic Party the Democrat Party, rather, was the party of slavery. Number four, again, this is also quite obvious at this point, uh, the Republican Party was a party founded around the cause of anti-slavery. Republicans fought against Democrats in the Civil War to free the slaves. Slaveholders were almost exclusively Democrats. That's number five. Number six, a group of Democrat senators from southern states fought the Civil Rights Act in the summer of 1964 with the longest filibuster in history, lasting 60 days, in an attempt to prevent the Civil Rights Act from passing. Now, it's, of course, you know, Democrats that are getting the majority of the credit for the Civil Rights Act uh, because it just so happens that a Democrat was president at that time. That's Lyndon B. Johnson. More on him later, but correlation is not causation. And Democrats, like I said, put on the longest filibuster at the time in history, uh, lasting 60 days in an attempt to prevent that Civil Rights Act from passing. Republicans did not do that. Number seven, Obama once said, the legacy of slavery, Jim Crow, discrimination in almost every institution of our lives, you know, that casts a long shadow. And that's still part of our DNA that's passed on. We're not cured of it. I agree. I feel that. 
Here's the kicker, though. Democrats instituted Jim Crow laws. And slavery, Democrats were the slaveholders. So that's number seven. Now, number eight, Democrats, they fought the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments tooth and nail. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery and had 100% Republican support and only 23% Democrat support. The 14th Amendment gave citizenship to freed slaves. It had 94% Republican support, 0% Democrat support. The 15th Amendment gave voting rights to all and had 100% Republican support and, of course, 0% Democrat support. Unsurprising. Number nine, Abraham Lincoln, a Republican, ran against George McClellan, a Democrat, for President of the United States, of course. Detractors of Lincoln's campaign warned that by electing Lincoln, quote, you will bring on Negro equality. And there are graphics, these are posters uh, that went around back in the day. Of course, saying you will bring on Negro equality as if it's a bad thing. While also they were noting that by electing McClellan, quote, you will defeat Negro equality, end quote, as if that was a good thing. Number 10, President Lyndon Johnson, a Democrat. As I said, more on him later. Here we are. I'll have those N-words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. It is widely rumored that he said in relation to the Civil Rights Act. Now, I will put an asterisk next to this one that this is unofficial. There really is no official record of him saying that, but I tend to believe that he did, in fact, say that. Now, number 11. That thing that school teaches us in America about how the Democrat and Republican parties switched is another big lie. When confronted with all the above, everything I just said, the response of Democrats is always the same. The Democrats and Republicans switched. What they're referring to is actually a change in economic policies. Democrats were against raising taxes and Republicans were all for raising taxes and big government and financing of things like infrastructure and education. The economic philosophies of both parties changed, yes, but Democrats did not become Republicans, and Republicans did not become Democrats. It's so stupid. How would that even happen? Think about it. It's like saying the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills switched just because their offensive schemes switched in the last couple of years. That doesn't mean that the teams switched entirely. It's, it's nonsensical. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Now, back to the big lie tactic. The liberal-controlled media and education system, they're convinced, they've convinced you that America is racist, but it's all a big and elaborate lie. Both parties suck, but only one is truly evil, and that is the Democrats. So I ask you, is it systemic racism or is it just Democrat Party racism? You know, it's funny. In an odd turn of events, the very people who poisoned the water reappear now wearing disguises, saying that they can clean the water. It's pretty suspicious. I really don't want to hear systemic racism anymore. It's just Democrat Party racism. Let's call it what it is. The Republican Party has always been the party against slavery, for equal rights. The Democrat Party has never been. 
They've been for slavery. They've been against equal rights. And now all of a sudden, they're pretending they're not. And so is the media, the leftist-controlled media, the Democrat-controlled media. They've participated in a gaslighting of the American people, trying to convince you that, no, it's the Republican Party that's racist. It's not. Not at all. It's the Democrat Party. So that's what I've got. Share this with your friends. It's really important to get the message out that, no, it's not systemic racism. Yes, racism exists, but it's not systemic. It's Democrat Party racism. Thanks, everyone, for listening. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one is, of course, share with your friends and family. I think that they would really appreciate it. Number two, we have a free community, a censor-free community on Telegram. You can join that group at jordanparis.com slash group. I'd love to meet you. And lastly, your voice is powerful and it is important. And if you'd like to use your voice and start your own podcast, I'd love to help you out. jordanparis.com slash course is where you can find my free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. That's all. Thanks everyone for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of The Jordan Paris Show.